Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fireside Chat. I'm Daniel. I'm, I guess we'll I'm go Thomas. I, I'm Cam. <laughs> I'm Mr. Dixon. I am Madden. And I am an L. Okay. That happened. Okay. Today's topic is fight scenes. I think we need to do this kind of like in a logical fashion because there's I think like six different fight scenes. Yeah. Yes. So I think we need to Go like set a timer. Do we have like four minutes per fight uh, scene? Yeah, I can run timer. Okay, um I guess I'll start. So my fight scene was the final fight scene in the Phantom Menace where Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, Obi-Wan fight Darth Maul. I personally like that scene because it's like one of the first scenes that I saw and I was like, that is a great scene to watch back. So, yeah, I mean, nostalgia is always an interesting factor when it comes to film and books and stuff. Like, because, you know, like, is it really about the quality or is it about that overwhelming amazingness? Like, Return of the Jedi, I know, is probably not one of the best Star Wars movies, but it's my favorite, probably because that was the first one I, I was allowed to see in the movie theater. So that holds, it's, it's, like, it's like up there so high in my regards, probably because of that overwhelming nature. But I do agree, I think this is a really brilliant fight sequence. Especially with all the suspense that they have. I've totally watched it beforehand and I'm not watching it on double speed right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna, long. I will try not to talk too much about the technical aspects of the fight. Just, just don't then. <laughs> okay. Just, just look at it yeah, dramatically. Just, just look it like dramatically. Well yeah. Okay. Like then sure, double sided saber staffs are an awesome. Visual. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's cool. Like a whole, it is like cool. a romantic. Like almost like romantical. Like romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with over. We'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. No, there, there is something about that word. Like, it's something that's, that's romantic. It's idealized. It's, yeah. It's yeah. kind of shown as this, like, brilliant, beautiful thing, even if you maybe technically, realistically, it's a bunch of rubbish, but <laughs> it's still a really well, if, if we're breaking it down from thing. that fight, front, every Star Wars fight should just be people shooting each other with blasters. Or, yeah. or taking their lightsaber yeah. and just diving really fast. Because, like, <laughs> if there's one thing that beats sword, it's gun when you're 50 feet away. And also they can hold one in each hand. And then, you know, when they're, you know, locked, you know, if they do like the sword lock, they just shoot each other in the gut. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but that would be really boring. And it that would. would be yeah. lame. And cool, cool sword fight, cool. And laser, cool. Yep. Well, I mean, that would be the Indiana Jones moment where, like, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's, like, at this big dude's waving around the scimitar like crazy, and he just shoots him. Well, Which, <laughs> interesting <laughs> trivia, like, they had this big, like, sword, whip, thing choreographed planned, but they were all, like, hot and miserable, and they were all having stomach issues from the water and everything, and so Han, uh, Han Solo, <laughs> Harrison Ford it's said, can't thing. I yeah. just shoot him? And, and Spielberg was like, Yes. Yes. yes, you can, and so that's what they ended up doing. Well, so they, so they build up all the suspense. This sounds something straight out of a comedy movie. They build up all the suspense, and then it just ends with the, the well, firing of a gun. Well, yes. it's common sh- sense. If, if if you're against those odds and you're holding a gun, you just shoot the person. <laughs> so okay, so Daniel, tell us what it is. So you really like the suspense of that clip. What is it you really liked about the suspense? Of that? There's a. So in that scene when they close the doors with those force fields in between, that suspense when they're just watching each other, just you can see the anger between them, and 
or except not the Qui-Gon. anger. Except I guess like Qui-Gon just sits down. And he's yeah, meditating. No. He's getting his Jedi Zen. So although th- that's really, like really cool because I kind of see that similar to the uh, maybe the next clip, which we're going to talk about Rob Roy, where there's these kind of moments yep. of meditation, also with one of Liam Neeson, <laughs> right? And and so he's that one's also got those kind of moments of like kind of like downtime in between to build the suspense, but also you kind of have these moments of like you get into the characters' minds to see what they're thinking. 30 seconds. Uh, I and guess that's one of the things straight I like into the about that clip too is that you get these moments of character building where you get to see Obi-Wan looking around and Qui-Gon looking around and Darth Maul as he's looking down at, at, at Obi-Wan and he's like, oh, what am I going to do with you? Like, oh, man. You know, like you get these really great kind of moments of downtime where you can really explore emotion. Okay. So in Rob Roy, you got, and you got Liam Neeson, but at the beginning you see him meditate slightly before the fight to gain composure and plan what he's going to do. Then throughout the fight we get little reactionary scenes, which is important for a cinematic sword fight, because we get to see the character's thoughts, we get to see how they view the fight scene rather than just action. It's also pretty technically well done in both the film aspect and the sword fighting aspect. There are a couple problems, but it looks really cool. I think when I was watching that scene, I could see that it was starting to get sloppier and sloppier. Yeah, when you get in, when you get injured and you start losing blood in the fight scene, yeah, I you, get, you, you, you get, yeah. you get So it's accurate. Unless it's the Princess Bride. Unless no. it's the Princess Bride. <laughs> so, I'm gonna... Or Monty Python, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tis but a flesh. Tis but a flesh wound. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I love that about that clip that we do get, so back to the Rob Roy one, um, we do get that kind of like slowly like wearing down of Rob Roy, right? I mean, the other thing that's interesting is that, that they, you have these two really different characters with two really different swords. You got one dude who is using a very heavy sword fighting for his life, while the other one is casually fighting with a very light sword. But the reason that Liam Neeson's character was able to win is because the other person let his guard down because he was taking it too casually. Yeah, I mean, it's it felt to me like I forget I forget the character's name um and I can't even remember the actor's name. I right think now. Uh, uh I was reading I think it's like Charleston or something. Yeah, I mean, such a like like he plays such a terrible character, I and mean, he's got this like cavalier like sneer through the whole thing. Like, oh yeah, I know I'm much better than you, and that lightweight, you know, sword just he just swings that around, and he's just got this sneer the whole time, and and then it just takes like that last moment where he just like swings that claymore right down and lets like right through his shoulder blade, and it's like yeah, sneer over this, right? So brilliant. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, he's 100% grabbing that sword and just... Yeah. I, I, I don't know how realistic that would have been. Like, he's grabbing onto this, like, sword blade. And I don't know, like, like how sharp that blade would have really been and, like, how much damage that would Like, would you really just grabbed onto that sword and held it in place? But Well, it's an actual tactic in, like, medieval textbooks. I mean, yes, yeah, but- there are tactics where you grab the sword and then hit. Right. Yeah. But I mean, barehanded? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you can do blueberry. Yeah, I mean, it might like hurt. A, it depends how sharp it is. Because if it's more of like that's a, a that's what I was wondering. That, that's yeah. a very yeah. piercing sword. That is yeah. A so pure. it's it's not like you know the the most of the power comes from thrusting the tip. So the blade's not going to be like that sharp. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be really sharp. But you've also been okay, whacking on hurt. it. It's gonna hurt like hell. But you know. Uh, and also, if you've... It's not like grabbing the claymore and holding that still with one hand. You don't have to death grip it as much. And also, if your hands are going to be like... Oh, if, you, if you've if you trained with a sword, you know how calluses. kind of like... Yeah, calluses. It's going to be yeah, a lot harder to get through Also, if you use the correct parts of your hand, the tips of your fingers and the heel of your hand, you don't actually put much pressure on the blade. So you do that in, in twist, and you can't get any leverage. Oh. Yeah, also, um, I think mainly it's just like with the size of the sword as well, because you, uh, you, you have a sword that's like this... Uh. Like, this thick, then you know you got you can't really get a very good grip on that without like cutting into your hand. Yep. But if like it's probably something smaller, then the other thing I like about that fight sequence though is the music and the lack of it. Like there's no music in it, so it's got this very realistic feel. All there is is like grunts and clashes of sword. And then as, as you know, Rob Roy is kneeling there, the sword is at his. Under his chin, and he just kind of reaches up. That music just kind of swells up right there, and then it's okay, that's like, our last thought. We need to move on. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, what are we going to next? Frozen emotion. Let's go to the um, uh, the Princess Bride. <laughs> okay, so I I chose the fight scene between Inigo Montoya and the Six Fingered Man. Mainly, Count Rugen. Yes. <laughs> mainly just because it is a really cool fight scene. It's it's. There are issues with it, definitely. Um, mainly just because, I mean, Aniko got stabbed in the stomach, and then he was like, ha, you are mine. You don't pull the knife out in that situation. Yeah, no, you really don't. That's literally the best way to start losing blood. Yeah, but it blood. looks cool. Hmm? It looks cool. It's, it's, it does, yeah. it does. Well, it looks so cool. Well, the one thing is that that sets the tone for New Montoya, where mm -hmm. he is does not he does not care about his personal safety at all. Oh, yeah. He's just going after Count Rugen. Mm-hmm. Pure no matter revenge. the cost. He doesn't yes. care. He's got an overdeveloped sense of vengeance. <laughs> I, I love that scene. I mean, the whole that whole movie is just like a great, oh, great Princess Bride movie. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Um, but that scene is just so great because you get that character and that that repetition of, of elements in there where where you know he gets stabbed in one shoulder and then the other shoulder <laughs> and then he does that to the other guy and then he <laughs> gives him his scars. Yep. Gives him the All scars. And, and just that repetition of, my name is Inigo Montoya, you killed my father, prepare to die! Like, just again and again and again and again. <laughs> like, he's been rehearsing this so much, he's just got to say it as much as he possibly oh, can. And you yeah. can see that like he's really relishing this moment. Mm -hmm. Especially like the last bit, where it's like... Watching on double speed, I know. It's fantastic. Feisty's <laughs> like... <laughs> They, they look so hilarious when you're watching them on double speed. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just kind of flopped on the ground. <laughs> Dead. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Gary's mod. <laughs> Ragdoll. Oh, no. Okay, no. one little thing about the scene. I would like to point out the fact that the only time Inigo Montoya actually smiles in the entire movie is directly after he stabbed Count Rugen. <laughs> it's literally the only time he ever like fully smiles in the entire movie. I've never noticed that. That's really kind of brilliant, though. Like, I mean, and that's like great character development there. You really get that like building up of that revenge, that need for revenge, that obsession. And then there's the character fulfillment and the character's satisfaction in that fulfillment. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. I'm pretty sure that it's a comedy. 
Oh, yeah, so it is. so all of this stuff that is happening is just like trying to make it all funny. Oh yeah, it's, it's like supposed a slapstick to be carrying. swashbuckler comedy. Oh, Not as slapstick as Robin Hood Men in Tights, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of the Errol Flynn in that fight sequence. You know, the Errol Flynn and Robin it is, Hood. It is very like, there's a lot much of based similar on feeling to that. Um, and of course, the the Men in Tights spoofed a lot of the the Errol Flynn. Um, should we move on to the next clip? I mean, we have like a minute left, but if we want to move on early, because we can all agree that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just such a like. So we got a, a Witcher clip, and we got Spider-Man, and we got uh, Hero. Hero. Yeah, let's go to the Witcher. All right. Okay, Keep it fantasy. Keep it fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Witcher. Now I have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At high speed. All right. I'd so the Witcher fight. It, it's a little. It's a little flashy. By a little, I mean very oh, flashy. I'll, but, I'll have yeah. to go this one. Well, if I <laughs> there's enough time. So this is this is like one of the first times we meet this character. Right? Yeah. If I, is it like episode one or? It's something? A, yeah, it's episode one. And so he kind of walks through this town, and there's a bunch of thugs there who are like yeah. trying to stop him. They're, they're working with Renfrey. And and he just plows right through. Oh yeah, it. it you, you may see there's like uh, some like how he deflects the crossbow bolt, and that's because. Um, he is something called a witcher, and now a witcher is a genetically modified human being that um, acts faster than time. Well, yeah, that um, and uh, in Ger- Geralt Rivia, the the witcher, he's even more genetically modified than the other witchers. So that just kind of adds on to his <laughs> overpoweredness compared to things. But if you magic genetically modified, by the way, not, not, not like... No, actually scientifically well, gen- well, genetically scientifically, mo- but like, you know, fantasy science. Well, yeah, not, fantasy not, science. It's not like it's not like they're going like, oh, we did a cyborg with gene therapy. It's like, oh, here, drink this potion. <laughs> <laughs> drink this potion, it'll give you super strength. It's not really drinking, so, they administer it to, a, well, to yeah, his blood dr- his bloodstream. Sorry, yeah. sorry, we're going to cut you open and pour this potion into your heart. <laughs> no, they used so to we're saying that the Flash like, met Captain America... And that's the Witcher. Well, he's not that overpowered. <laughs> I mean, it took place in 1627. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, so does he have psychic powers? No, he actually he uh, can use uh, these things, which are called signs. They're basically just like your basic cantrips, if you so, will. So yes, he has psychic powers. Mm. Or magic, or whatever. Magic, yes. Okay. Or magic. Okay, uh, then he has I a wizard. I saw in the fight too. scene that he randomly uses magic to push his yeah, push people that's away. That's hard. But why would he do that? Because he, why would he, he do that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> because he does so absolutely cool. nothing for him. Let's go <laughs> to the 1v1 with Renfrey, which is the girl. So you can see in the beginning of the fight, he tries to like deflect your attacks. He's on the more defensives because they were working together at a time. But uh, it then progresses to Geralt starting to have, have to use force against her. Because he, he didn't really want to do that in the beginning. He, he had to work with her because I, I can't remember the reason because I haven't seen the season one in a while. Probably should have rewatched it considering <laughs> season two came we, out we on the 17th. We watched the entire thing just for this one four minute clip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's a good fight scene. If you, if you take in the effect, uh, if you take in the fact that um, of, of drama and uh, romance and all that jazz. You know, I, I really liked just the motion of yeah, this yeah. fight sequence. Just though the, there's like a fluidness to it that really made it feel 
fun. Like, I mean, like a fight sequence, that's fun. But it, it really is, right? I mean, it's fun to watch because he just goes from this motion to this motion to this motion. It's all done in like one smooth shot and it all is very well rehearsed and it works really well. And you can just kind of see that he's just like, oh, if you get that like vibe, like fine, yeah, I'll do this. And he just kind of goes through the motions, all even though right. he doesn't all want kill to. them all. <laughs> um, and it's just got this I great hate slaughter. It's, so it's like, like I'm not a murderer. I just have anger. I just thirty have seconds. Anger well, yes. Yeah. Well, kind of. Um. And, and I actually really liked that little like like push that magical push he gave like, yeah that's a very like video game kind of moment i thought like, oh yeah because in the video games it's akin to the power of yeah. uh of the sign ard uh, the, yeah there's like a few signs that a witcher can use but signs are just ba- your basic cantrips that anyone can cast as long as they have enough concentration that uh I, I i i could uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> thomas <laughs> add the witcher to the bin we're moving on <laughs> Okay. We anyway, four Matt minutes. and I love that choice. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> All right, do we have a tissue? I'm gonna need to blow my nose. Uh, maybe out in the library. All right. Um, All right. So should we go to Spider-Man or Hero? Let's go to Hero and then okay. let's go to so Spider-Man. Okay. So we'll go. We'll do the, the, the like fight the sequences altogether. Um, Both hero fight sequences, or just the one? Just the one. Let's just do the um, one. So I selected this one that I wanted to to show like a very like different sort of vibe to a fight sequence. I don't know if anybody else has watched this one. Oh, yet. I saw that. I, I, it was uh, very interesting. Double speed right now. <laughs> well, I think that kind of defeats the purpose because the interesting thing about this. So the premise is these two guys see each other. One guy is mourning his lover who's dead on this little platform out on this lake. So then you have the Jet Li character coming in and they kind of look at each other and they have this kind of mental fight. They don't really actually fight, but they have this really kind of cool fight of like, how could we fight if we could? Because the Jet Li doesn't want to disturb the other guy really because he's in mourning. So like, we're just gonna have this cool mental fight. So they're like fighting over the water. They have seven separate shots of swords dipping into the water. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the pro. That's what I was looking at the scene, and I was like, "What is that? Is that like some sort of special fight technique that's in the movie, <laughs> or is this just some sort of random thing that they just decided to do? Because why not?" And, no, and the final move, cool. the final move of the fight is the best. They play ping pong, but with water droplets on swords, <laughs> yep. and then they have the best um, uh, wire ragdoll possible. If you say it like that, it sounds totally lame. But it's not that lame. It's it, it, so that's cool. that's what it looks like on the outside. Like I've never. <laughs> seen Is he watching the ping pong at two times the? No. He watched he, he the ragdoll just now. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Really fast. okay. We should just do a whole episode of watching uh, fight scenes in high speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, okay. Okay, everybody. Okay. Alright, let's get back together. Okay, so. Do we have to, though? I've not seen the movie before, and I don't know exactly what it's all about, but it looked, to me, that scene looked very interesting. They were kind of like bending water, and it looked like when he was wiping the tear off the wife, I kind of, I didn't know exactly what was happening. So in my mind, when I was first, when I was watching it, it looked like he was, he kind of like killed the guy inside. (laughs) I don't know why. It looked like he was just standing there and just in a attention stand or something like that, just standing there for no reason. It didn't make sense to me. 
So. It's a very like it's a so it's a Chinese film and it's okay. a very different sort of vibe from what we would be used to with a, like American Hollywood fight sequence. It has very floaty, wiry fight scenes. Like yeah. it's more, I don't want to say peaceful, but yes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's like a peaceful fight sequence. All and of the fight sequences in this movie, as far as I know, are fought in their minds. The, uh, not all of them. Not quite all of them, but they, the major so ones. So you also posted one to kind of go with it where they're in the tavern, and that's another kind of they, they kind of have this thing in their minds, and then all of a sudden once the, the, the mind battle is done, then the actual physical battle begins, which is like a instant kill, I guess. Um, but, he just chops the head off a spear, so there's no actual... Um, you know, like, I, I think that, like... Good kung fu film has some absolutely beautiful, beautiful choreography. And I love that um, American films don't really do as much with things like color and scenery and cinematography when it comes to fight sequences. But this is a film I think that they really pay attention to the look, the overall look, and not just the, uh, the actual fight mechanics. All the explosions aren't there. Yeah, there's no explosions in this one. Oh, if you took all the explosions out of like the MCU, there'd be no fights left. It, That's right. It, it would just be like everyone. Everyone would be looking like, "Why is Captain America trying to choke a robot? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Are you an idiot?" Speaking <laughs> of Marvel, um, you've uh, a Cam. What did you bring I, for us? Today? I put in two. I put in one of the worst Spider-Man fight scenes uh, with the final Electro fight in Spider-Man Two, which oh. is known for being really Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, the really bad one. Uh, which is known for being like a really awful fight where it's really stupid. And then I put in one of the bouts with Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home, because that movie is great, mm -hmm. and those fights are very interesting, and their effects have, it's not, it's not really a fight, it's more Mysterio just like messing with him. It's, I think it's the one where he gets hit by a train, yeah. is the one I put in. Uh, but like that's a very good scene where, you know, it has like actual, there, there's things happening and it plays into the story, and you know, it, it's intentionally hard to follow what's going on, and they actually play into its strengths really well. Uh, and then the other one's just bad. <laughs> uh, and it, it's interesting, I think, to, we should discuss why. Uh, I didn't quite watch the entire scene, but I watched the opening part, and I was... I just looked... The, the second one. I watched the opening of both of them, actually. The, okay. the Mysterio one was good. I like that, because it was very misdirectional and you could tell what Peter Parker was thinking. Oh, and it's very one-sided too. Yeah. Like, so meanwhile, trippy. It's, it's literally just him getting beat up. It's trippy though. Me meanwhile, with the uh, uh, electro fight, we have one dude who can go at the speed of light and one dude who can't. The one dude who punches people really well. <laughs> and somehow the person who punches people really well beats the guy who's literally made out of electricity, which is also very stupid. Me punch good. <laughs> me punch good. Me punch through electricity. Oh wait, now I am non-electrocuted. Well, I don't understand it, how in that one Peter Parker punch, could with hand with with stand all that electricity. Like I thought that would have been oh, enough no, to like. Oh no, he just like modified. He just put like rubber in his suit or something. Oh, is that what it was? Literally, it's been a while since I've seen that. Literally, like, that that's the thing in the movie. He just, like, adds, like, rubber to his webs or whatever. Meanwhile, Electro has the power of an entire power plant. And he's and also an city. idiot. You forget that he's also, like, an idiot and does not understand how to use it whatsoever. 
And also, like, at one point, like, just explodes or what? Isn't that, like, thing? Yeah, I think so. That's I, the I, end. So, well, I think the end, they tried to, like, they, they tried to do, like, a reverse uh, of the, the energy or something. And, like, I think they're trying to, like, suck the electricity out of Electro. I, like, that's kind of how I, and again, I was, like, it's, like if the ending is not clear how the protagonist won, it's not a good fight scene. <laughs> well, yeah. see, the thing is, he, like, gets too much electricity in him and then just, like, blows up. Like, it, which makes no sense for the guy whose whole thing is electricity. It's like, oh, man, Superman got too strong and died. <laughs> it's like Superman, Superman got too close to the sun, which he actually heals from and draws power from. He died from being too close to well, the sun. Well, um, I hate to be the guy to defend that, but... Certain objects can hold an amount of electricity. Like, if I were to like, charge yeah, you my... Can yeah, you can overload a battery. Yeah, you can overload a battery. But it's stupid for the movie. And I think that's what they were trying to do. I, think I mean, yeah. they kind of show it early. I, I, I'm, like, I like I mean, Spider-Man I'm, blows up a battery when testing, like, web stuff. Maybe it's supposed to be that, and that's why. But it's dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Far From Home one is very good. All right, there's the bell. I'm afraid we have to shut down this conversation. Okay. We'll beat it into submission like all these other Oh, we forgot to pick a topic for next one. No, oh. this after break, we'll do it then. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll do a surprise mystery topic for next, next time. time. Yeah. This was Fireside Reviews. I'm Cam. I'm Thomas. <laughs> uh, I exist. I'm Mr. Dixon. And I'm an L. And uh, we'll, we'll be back after break. I guess. Uh, we're not recording these over vacation. No. <laughs> <laughs>